Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, it's Allie for the Hollywood Life Podcast. We're back with another week. And of course, before we get into our wonderful guest today, we are going to talk about some of the biggest stories. And there was a lot that happened this weekend. So Bonnie is here with me to chat all about it. Hi, Bonnie. Hey, Allie. Yeah, it was a surprisingly busy weekend for really a long weekend. Um, But one of the biggest stories I'm a little skeptical kind of about and that is Courtney Kardashian holding up a sign at a concert that um, her hubby, Travis Barker, was playing, you know, with Blink 182. Sorry. <laughs> and saying, I'm pregnant, Travis, I'm pregnant. And then they had a big spotlight come on her and they were showing it all over all the big screens. And I think it was it was supposed to be that that's how she's telling him. And I'm really happy she's pregnant. I think that's great. But there's no way that wasn't just all set up and that he didn't already know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think um, so the announcement itself where she had the sign that said, Travis, I'm pregnant is actually taken from Blink-182's music video for all the things. And so, yes, he probably knew that was almost her announcement to the world by reenacting his old music video using that sign, but actually being pregnant. So, yes, he did probably know, especially because she does have a bump showing and they did a little- a real big bump. I mean, she, she showed it on social media the next day and she looks- minimum five months if not six months pregnant but even in the where she's holding up the sign like if you actually really look she was wearing like a bodysuit and it it there was some skin showing before her pants and you could you could see the bump there too Mm -hmm. yes no I definitely think that um she that Travis knew that she was pregnant um I'm sure that they have to be blind together (laughs) and not Um, touch her to not know Yes, but it was an adorable pregnancy announcement. Yeah. I really loved yeah. how they, they went about that. It was very um, cool. And uh, so, yeah, no, I thought that, that it was adorable. And, you know, as we know, she's been trying for a long time. They were yeah. doing IVF. Oh, wow. They stopped IVF. Um, and so I'm curious if they picked it back up or maybe, you know, this happened naturally for them. And, and that would be really exciting either way. Um but she definitely seems far, far along. I have some friends that were, that are pregnant and they were like, she looks about 12 weeks or more. Oh, more, more. I'm sorry. They, they said definitely more than 12 weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would think you're close to five months there. I, yeah. I mean, she's had three other kids, so you tend to get bigger sooner. Right. But right. still, she's a petite person. I, I think she's a minimum of five months, if not even farther along. So she's been keeping that hidden, but you know what? It's, it's, you know, you wear the right tops. You can keep things pretty well hidden. Mm-hmm. hidden. 
And when you're five and six months along. Yeah. But that was just really exciting news. It was fun to wake up to on Saturday morning uh, and see her holding that sign up and, and cheering and yelling. I was very cute. Well, and it is really sweet that, you know, this is a second marriage for both of them. And Courtney is 44 and absolutely can get pregnant without using IVF. It just depends on the, the woman. Um, and I'm not sure. Well, she maybe will share because it's the Kardashians and they share everything. Um, so she may share what they did IVF or it happened naturally, but it does seem that ever since they've been together, even, you know, as soon as they got engaged, it seemed like they really wanted a kid together. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, I think that their exes, both Travis's ex, Shannon Mugler and Courtney's ex, Scott Disick are being very, um, supportive. I mean, as they should be, they have no reason not to be. Um, and Us Weekly had reported that Scott even called Courtney to congratulate her. Uh, and so, you know, that's that's all good. I bet who's really excited though are all the kids. Yeah, I think so too. It's always fun to have like a baby among, I mean, it'll be their seventh in this blended family, which is yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, all really excited because- you know, even rain, he's like at least five now. Mm-hmm. So oh, wait. They're, all, they're, they're old enough to a- appreciate the excitement of having a new baby. And she will have lots of babysitters. Oh, that's true. That is true. Um, And, you know, it'll be maybe kind of close in age with Chloe's newborn son, with um Kylie's heir. So like there's definitely, you know, young kids around all yeah. running around there for sure. Yes. I mean, those car Jenners could have their own little nursery school. They've got so many kids. That's true. Um, Now, just some other news that happened this weekend. Um, Dean McDermott and Tori Spelling posted a like separation post on Instagram, essentially, that that has since been deleted, which is kind of weird, too. Um, Bonnie, what, what did you think about that? That was something else you were skeptical about. No, I wasn't skeptical. Um, they've definitely had marital issues and they go back many years. I mean, I think they really go back to when he was caught cheating um, with a woman up in Canada when he was up there taping a show and he con- ended up confessing that to Tori. And then they basically did that whole reality show, which was kind of about going through therapy and getting their marriage back together. And then in the last couple of years, they were separated again. But then I was surprised because they've been together a lot. Like they clearly were living together again. And it looked like they were much happier. Like they had maybe worked through what their problems were and had recommitted to the marriage. And they posted a lot of pictures with all five of their kids. I mean, it's a lot of kids. You want to keep a family together. So that's why I was surprised that they announced that they'd split mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting yeah. it now I thought that they were they they were on the other side of that right because there was definitely rumors last year um that there was issues within their marriage um and I think Tori was open and talked about that and so did Dean on like some podcasts that they have and stuff but um it was definitely a very sudden announcement especially to be like on Instagram on a Saturday and then for it to be deleted 
So mm -hmm. I'm very curious what, what's to come with that. I mean, maybe they're working on it. Maybe the publicist was like, take that down. <laughs> Let's do a real <laughs> announcement or something. You know, I don't know. I, I'm curious the, with the, what's going to happen there. Because also yeah. Dean posted, Tori didn't post. She didn't post at all? I don't think so. Yeah, now he's deleted it, I saw. Right. Well, you know, it's, well, let's hope that what it is, is that they, again, are going to try and make it work. Um, because they have been together a long time. And I, I just, I got to say, five kids is a lot of kids. It's a big family. Mm -hmm. And they, they've been open about issues that their children have had, that some of yeah. their children have been bullied. And um, that's happened to more than one of uh, their children. And, and so, I don't know, as a kid, like you really want your parents to stay together. I mean, you yeah. don't want them to stay together if they're miserable, unhappy. But, you know, if parents... Uh, have issues that can be worked out. I mean, often they're really glad that they work them out and stay together and that the kids are, you know, thrilled to have their parents together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, in our podcast with Brooke Eden that everybody will hear, they, she was saying that 50% of marriages end in divorce apparently. So, I mean, this is my, had a, had a, one in two chance of working, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, um, listen, there's certain things that, I mean, I've been married a long time and yeah. marriage is not always perfect. You're engaged. I mean, you definitely go through periods where you don't get along as well or where you're having issues. But I mean, I just think that, that kids really want the stability of their family. Mm -hmm. so if you can and I, I really I hope for them because there's been a lot of love between them as well as issues mm -hmm. so I hope that the reason he took it down is because they've decided that they're going to get some more counseling and they're really going to try and make it work yeah um, and then some more news that came out of this weekend um, BB Rexa was performing in New York City and in like her last song of the night, a fan, I, can, I don't want to call them a fan, a concert attendee. Yes, they threw their phone at her and it hit her in the face. And she like went, goes down on her knees and like the personnel take her off stage. She had to go to the hospital and got three stitches in her eye um, or on, you know, on top of her eye and her eyebrow. And um, the attacker was, was arrested uh, he's from New Jersey and he charged with assault, 27 year old guy oh. from New Jersey. Um, terrible, terrible. I was it's shocked. Terrible. Shocking, disgusting. Yeah. And she posted photos of herself to let her fans know she's okay, but she's got a big black eye as well as, you know, the, the incision where she yep. had stitches. Uh, I mean, you can tell it's really swollen and sore. Like what an a-hole Absolutely, Who does that. And, you know, the, in an interview, like with police, when asked why he did it, he, they said, the guy said, I thought it would be funny. Funny. Like what a screwed up human. I've, yes. I actually have not been able to stop thinking about this, that this happened. 
I actually can't, I, I have been so, what a terrible thing to do to somebody. And why would you pay for a ticket to go see somebody that you wanted to like throw, like hurt, like throw something at? It makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, this is not the same as throwing flowers on stage or girls who throw their bras and their underwear, guys they're in love with. Like, her those are soft objects. And you shouldn't even throw anything on stage, but- Right. I, I, I just can't even think of how horrible that is, but there's so many crazy people. Yeah. I'm so glad that he was caught. And he's been charged with something with assault. And I hope it's like, I think there's different levels of assault, but I hope that it's a pretty major one because she was injured. Oh, she was super injured, had to end the concert. You know, the, all of these other concert goers who paid to attend and are fans and like attended to support her, you know, had their night ended early. And I I do think it was like towards the end of her set, but still it was like her most popular song. And like, to be pelted with a, I mean, what do you need? Like, like, do, I mean, these people need to protect themselves. Like it's Chris Rock was, I mean, obviously with Will Smith, that was a little different, but like, you know, I mean, um, Dave Chappelle was attacked with a knife, go, like wielding mm-hmm. person on stage. I mean, these people like their security, but like from throwing, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, and you know, a lot of love is coming her way. I saw that, you know, Car- Katy Perry, um, you know, sent a message to her on Instagram and John Stamos. Like there were a lot of big names. Yeah. And, you know, these are people that also perform on stage and, and know, I'm, I'm, you know, know that it could be dangerous. Yeah. And it shouldn't be because they're performing. They're doing a service for their fans. They don't have to tour. They don't have to do that. They do it for their fans. Mm-hmm. And it's just so upsetting that that's that like one fan or not one attendee like ruined it for everybody else. Also, I just what were you thinking? Like, were you, did you think you were going to get your phone back? Like she was going to be like, oh, here. Yeah. I mean, he chucked it. It wasn't like a toss, take a selfie and send it back to me. He chucked it at her face. Well, and that's the thing. Like, what an idiot. They've got your phone. Yeah. That means they know exactly who you are. You're not getting away. I mean, I'm sure he got caught just because people around him grabbed him and held him for security. But still, if they hadn't, they could identify him through his phone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, plus I know like a bunch of people had said in videos and stuff that the other attendees around him like completely turned him in, like held him yeah. until the security came. So that he like gave himself, he, he was like proud of it. Oh, what a terrible, terrible story. But we're so happy that BB's okay. Hopefully she's not afraid to get back out on the yeah. stage. It's very traumatic. Very traumatic. Yeah, Awful. she might be afraid. I wouldn't blame her. Me either. Me either, Ronnie. Um, and then, you know, our final story of the day, we're going to chat a little bit about Harry and Meghan um, speaking about throwing things. Kelly Osborne threw some insults. Whoa, major shade. Major uh, shade. And it's all coming after the couple's production company, R12 Audio, um, they broke off their $20 million Spotify deal. Uh, that they had signed in the midst of the pandemic. Yes, broadcasting, yes. Um, so it was their, they 
they had like a podcasting deal with Spotify um, and they only produced 12 episodes. Yeah, 12 episodes, one podcast, and they were supposed to be doing a heck of a lot more than that for 20 mil. Uh, so yeah, Bonnie, what are your thoughts? What did, what'd you hear that Kelly said? Oh, she was like, she's sick of hearing Harry whine and complain and, you know, be a big crybaby. And, you know, life is hard. We all have problems, you know, just shut up already. You know, you're white. You're so privileged. You've got white privilege. And um, it's interesting, though, because her mother has also dissed Harry and is def- and has defended Piers Morgan, um, who's a British journalist. Um, and I felt that Br- Piers Morgan really went went over the line and he was attacking Meghan Markle and, um, you know, saying things about her race. And it's why um, Sharon lost her gig on on the talk. Um, because she defended peers. So that family is not fond of Meghan and Harry. Well, and they're Brits. Yes. Their way of thinking is very much aligned with mm -hmm. how the British people feel about them. Yeah, as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, because I I mean, and I've got some friends that are also of British origin and they have no sympathy for Harry and Megan. It's just like, if you have problems, you keep them to yourself. You know, why bring all your dirty laundry out into the public? It's the queen, it's the royal family. Um, you're so lucky to be a member. Like they really don't see the issues at all. I see the issues. Like I understand, I really understand Harry's point of view and I'm empathetic to him and Megan. And I don't, I, I agree that it was a good idea that he left and, and, instead of subjecting his wife to the kind of racist attacks that, that were coming her way there. Um, but, and, and so, you know, but listen, Kelly's entitled to her opinion. And right. it really feels like, it feels like they got piled on this weekend, Megan and Harry, because between Kelly Osborne going on a podcast and slamming them. And then in terms of the Spotify deal, um, this Spotify head of podcast innovation and monetization called them grifters <laughs> after they they ended their $20 million multi-year deal to make podcasts um, with Spotify. Now, why they did that, I do wonder, because it was, well, a, it was a mutual, mutual agreement. Yeah, it was a mutual agreement between the two. I mean, it's interesting they produced one season of Archetypes, the Meghan Markle podcast. They did 12 episodes. And then after this news broke, it came out um, that Meghan actually didn't even do the interviews. She was later edited in asking the questions, but her staffers um, were the ones actually interviewing Serena Williams, Paris Hilton, what? Andy Cohen. Yeah. Really? Like, that they weren't even really doing the work. Um, so it's a very- Make for as good an interview. Hey, Allie, you and I, when we do our podcast sure. interviews, we yep. are there, we yeah. are there and we're sure, we doing research. Yes. So, you know, I mean, maybe they didn't feel like they had enough time on their hands. I don't really know what else they're doing. Um, but that, you know, I, I find it very interesting, Bonnie, like, I keep trying to be on their side. I keep trying to be on their side. I keep trying to be on their side. And then 
like stuff keeps happening though. Like now in America where people are like getting rid of them with their, within their companies and stuff. Like the, like Megan went through two producers at Spotify during her podcast, her 12 episodes. She like, uh, this $20 million deal has ended like one year in one podcast in their Netflix stuff started to fall through and they had a new director come in for their uh, documentary. So like the new producers. So it's interesting to me that like, we keep defending them, keep defending them, but like maybe there's some truth to like what everybody else is saying about them. Well, listen, their Netflix documentary did very well. I watched it. It was good. And it her got podcast, her podcast unseated the was number one on Spotify. Yeah, I know. It did very well too. So I mean, there's they can draw an audience and they can create a quality product. Um, I don't, but listen, you can you have to find the right people to work with. So I don't think the fact that they went through a couple of directors, I mean, that ha that's not, I don't think, abnormal in the entertainment industry. You got to find the right team and they're new at this. Um, but still, I wonder why they wouldn't be more committed to getting the work done on the Spotify podcast. Hey, for 20 million bucks, uh, we'd be there. Yeah, Allie, Spotify. You want to call, get in touch with Spotify <laughs> and say we're available. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll take some, a deal. Uh, some money to throw around. <laughs> yeah, we'll take we'll we'll do it for 10. Yeah. Yeah. A we're dollar, a bargain. Not a dollar less though. Yeah. Okay. Ten dollars. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, um I I yeah, I don't know. Like I'm starting to like I keep defending them and then I'm starting to be like, wait, but this, but that, but this, but that. Like this they kind of keep getting in trouble, man. But they're also like under a pretty glaring spotlight too. And we don't know what went on with Spotify. Maybe Spotify was being super difficult. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think there's two sides to every story. Um, I hope they continue with Netflix because I'd like to see more. I, I'd love to see them produce the way Oprah produces, you know, really find great stories right. that Which care about, yeah, bring what? quality entertainment to us. That well, was what the plan was. Yeah. I I don't really know what happened. I'm sure that more will come out in the following days, but Kelly Osmore definitely seems to be very impressed about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even like, but you know, they've had successes like Harry's book, Spare, has been a mega bestseller. Yeah. I mean, that must be bringing in a ton of money. He had like was on number one on the bestseller list for weeks. Yeah. And it was a very readable book. It was really interesting. And his collaborator said he was great to work with. And I think she's got a book in the works. So that'll be interesting. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna I don't want to get down on them. Okay. I I feel like they had I I think it was very he had a super traumatic childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Between not just losing his mother, but being in the public eye. And I just think he was very alone, you know, really lonely and, and really hard to have paparazzi. I mean, think about the, the celebrities that 
complain about paparazzi taking pictures of their kids, you know, Jen Garner and Reese Witherspoon when her kids were younger. Um, and that was like a hundred times worse for him. And he was expected to put up with it, like not have a parent. His, I mean, Diana tried to protect him, but he lost her when he was 12 and his dad yeah. did not protect him at all from that. No, I completely understand, but doesn't mean that you can be difficult to work with. Like that's, you don't really know that. So yeah, two sides of the paper, no matter how thin. Exactly. Yes. But we are available, Spotify. We are available, Spotify. <laughs> uh, and speaking of which, we will segue into our next interview with country artist Brooke Eden. Uh, guys, it's a good one. So make sure you- Really good. And it's, you know, special for Pride Month. And she's so open about herself and her marriage. And it's just such, such a great interview. It really is. So tune into that coming up next and come back next Tuesday for another episode of the Hollywood Life Podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. And we've got a super special guest here today. And there's just going to be so much to discuss with her. But before I introduce you, I'm going to say hello to my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hello, Ali. Hi, Bonnie. Yes, very excited about today's guest. I feel like I always say that. I'm like always excited about our guests, but I really am. Um, I think we have great people on this show. And so guest um, is from a genre that I love, hold near and dear to my heart. And I just really love what she uh, is doing for the country music genre, what she's doing for music in general and the world. Um, and so I'm really excited to introduce her on the show, Bonnie. I'll let you take the honors. Well, you've definitely given hints, big <laughs> hints. <laughs> so without us talking. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Fucking more. Um, let's all say hello to country star Brooke Eden. Hello, Brooke. Hey, y'all. Hi, Brooke. Hi. <laughs> We're so happy to have you on the show. Um, you know, you've got so much news. You have this incredible new single that came out June 9th called Outlaw Love and a new e four track EP. And Outlaw Love is such a beautiful song. I mean, it's really, really catchy. <laughs> and the, the videos from it are amazing. But, you know, it, it's very personal to you. Um, yeah. do you want to tell us and our audience what it's about? I'd rather have you tell us in your own words. Yeah, totally. Um, well, the song stemmed because I was in a co-write, um, with three incredible writers and, um, we were talking about how Hillary and I actually flew to California to get married, um, because we got married right after Roe v. Wade got overturned and, then um, the Supreme Court justice came out saying that marriage equality might be next. And, 
you know, we live here in Tennessee. We were supposed to um, get married in the state of Tennessee. But then when that um, kind of threat happened from the Supreme Court justice, um, we decided to go ahead and legalize our wedding in California, our marriage in California. And I was writing with three straight writers and they were just like, wow, this is insane that you even have to think about what state you're getting married in. Like marriage should be legal everywhere. And um, so that's how the, you know, let them board up all the chapels, say that we ain't welcome there. We'll just fly to California, put some flowers in our hair. It came from real life struggles, real life um, um, things that were happening um, and real life circumstances that my wife and I had to deal with. And so um, we just thought it was really important with all this anti-LGBTQ legislation. There's over 500 anti-LGBTQ laws and bills that um, are on the table right now in America, which is such an insane number. And that's and just for this year. That's just this year. Yeah. yeah. And January. we're barely halfway through the year. I know. Can you imagine how it will be, how many there will be in December? I mean, it, it's blowing my mind and it's so hard because, you know, I'm in this community, I'm in the LGBTQ plus community and I see how much love there is here. There is no place that I have felt this supported and this loved from everyone and everyone feels that way than in this community because we all have empathy. We all know what it feels like to be the odd one out. Mm -hmm. And so it's such a loving community and yet there's so much hate coming toward our community. So when, you know, we were writing this song, we wanted to, we wanted it to be filled with bliss. Like that's why the melody is as happy as it is in the chorus, because we wanted people to be able to sing along and feel anthemic about it. But mm -hmm. we also wanted to, you know, tackle real life issues. And so we did that in the music video um, where, you know, I'm standing in front of all these headlines that are real headlines um, in America right now. And then you get to see the beautiful love between these couples um, in the video. And so it was just really important for me to show the reality of what our life looks like and how every single day we're faced with more and more legislation against us and more and more hate while we're just living our lives and loving each other. Yeah, that's just always the wildest thing to me about it all is that this community is really so peaceful, so joyful, so full of love. And all they are asking for is the ability to love who they love. And it is fought back with so much hate. And it's just <laughs> the opposite of what they, everybody in this community stands for and, and what they give to others. Yeah. Um, so it's just always like, I just, I will never understand it. It, it makes me feel sick. <laughs> well, we're all God's creatures and God is supposed to love us all. And so, and why do these, you know, these uh, politicians, sure. uh, particularly from one, I mean, it's really one party uh, yeah. that is proposing all this, le this legislation. And what is, how does it, affect them in their personal lives who other people love um i don't understand it either but as you said tennessee has been um you know hotbed of anti-lgbtq laws they were the first to pass an anti-drag law which is now fortunately didn't get passed 
Well, it got passed, but the Supreme Court has held, has put an not the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court has put an injunction. Yes. yes. On They've and called it unconstitutional, which it is. <laughs> yes. Good. Yes. I hope creates a precedence for other states as well, because, you know, if it's unconstitutional in Tennessee, then it should also be unconstitutional in Florida and anywhere else. And they try to create a drag ban. Mm hmm. And. I mean, it's so ridiculous that, you know, they're not, Tennessee legislature is not concerned about trying to protect children from gun violence. Um, I mean, they passed it, didn't they pass this law after the school shooting, that major school shooting in Nashville? Which, the drag ban law? Yeah. Yeah, that was all happening like around the same time. Um, yeah, you know, what's so interesting is my wife and I are, we're talking about raising kids this morning and, um, like I got my ears pierced when I was a baby. Like I didn't even, my, my parents just got my, my ears pierced. Hillary had to wait until she was like eight to get her ears pierced. And so we were talking like, when would we let our kid get their ears pierced, you know? And we were like, I think it would really depend on the kid. Like if the kid was responsible and like, they were five years old and said like, hey, I really, really, really want to get my ears pierced. Would, if they were responsible, we would be like, okay, like you're going to have to clean it every day and it's going to hurt a little bit when you get it done. And you know, you're going to have to be responsible for that, but like, we trust you. Um, and so I think it's so interesting because there's so many laws that politicians are putting on kids and families where they're not even allowing parents to decide with doctors what their kids are allowed to do. And that to me is, you know, not freedom, not America, not liberty and justice for all. And um, I think it's all very unconstitutional. So it's, it's really hard right now um, in Tennessee, especially, you know, with the gender affirming care. Um, it's the ban the for young people under 18 year olds. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it's tough. I think that that should not be up to politicians. I think it should be up to doctors and parents and, and the kids themselves. You know, they all should be able to make those decisions together. And it's and, so interesting. Sorry, go ahead, Allie. It's just so interesting, too, that you like bring up that analogy of like making your own decisions for your own kids because then when you look at like other laws that they're trying to put in place, like book bans and things like that, it's like, or like teachers, like the don't say gay law, they're like, oh, like teachers can't because like to protect the parents, I mean, and, and have the parents have the conversation with their own kids. It's like, it's just all so twisted. It's and, also um, like standard. Yeah. You know, you we're going to let the parents decide this, but we're not going to let the parents decide this. this. Right. right. We're going to let, we're going to let um, a parent, um, make a complaint about a book or however many number of books and we're going to pull all those books no matter what other parents say but right. we're not going to let you take care of your child or your teenager who's trans and they I mean they require gender affirming health care to really so that they are happy and and feel like they can be the person that they truly are and so that they don't unalive themselves Yes, yeah, absolutely. 
Well, and then you, Tennessee, I mean, speaking of government interfering in medical decisions, Tennessee has an extremely strict abortion ban too. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that was another thing. So my wife and I just being completely open and honest, we're going through egg freezing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and we totally considered not having the pregnancy in Tennessee. Obviously we have to work really, really hard to have a kid. You know, we have to, I've given my mom, uh, I've given my wife probably 45 shots this week of Mm -hmm. hormones you know, getting these little baby follicles to become little eggs. And we have to work so, so hard to have a child. We would never choose to abort a child because we didn't want the child. We would only choose that option if the baby, that was the only option, or if it was going to cause a risk to my wife's health or the baby's health or all these things. There's so many things that aren't because of unwanted children, Mm -hmm. but abortion all of those things go under the same abortion umbrella. The one good thing and the reason that we decided that we were comfortable having um, children in Tennessee is they did recently pass a law um, that says that if uh, a woman's life, if a mother's life is at risk, you are able to abort the child um, in the state of Tennessee. So that was kind of our deciding factor. Um, but all of that being said, you know, it, it's, again, it's politicians making choices for people and it's just not right. It's, it's so, um, it so goes against everything that America was founded on. Mm-hmm. Now I saw, I think, I'm not sure if it was when you were at the GLAAD Awards or if it was another post that you had, had shared, but um, I re- recall seeing on one of your Instagram posts, you wrote that you're kind of like you and Hillary's almost like 10 year plan, 10 year goal is to make sure that the world is a safe place for LGBTQ plus people. Um, what are you both doing other than, of course, your music and uh, like sharing your story uh, to help, you know, make that, that the, the truth? Yeah. Well, for me, I think so much of um, the stereotype that's put on homosexuality and coming out and all these things. Our, our, our goal is that in 10 years, kids won't have to come out as being gay. They'll just be able to date whoever they date, love whoever they love, marry whoever they want to marry. Um, And for for us, it's just about showing up. It's about speaking out. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think that so much of the prejudice that is against the LGBTQ plus community is just that we have been silenced for so long that people don't know that they know queer people. And so once they, you put a human experience, a human story behind the stereotype of what a gay person is supposed to be, all of a sudden you become human to people and they understand that you're just living your life and loving whoever you choose to love just like they are. And so for me, it's just about speaking out, especially in country music, you know, um, it's, it's been kind of a faux pas for years to be queer in country music. And now it's becoming less of that. It's, it's becoming more and more accepted, more and more supported. 
And um, therefore, there's more representation, there's more visibility. People in small towns are able to, you know, look at me or look at TJ Osborne or look at Lily Rose and say, wow, they're living very happy, successful lives. You know, maybe our kid isn't doomed for the rest of their lives just because they love right. somebody of the same sex. And so, yeah, for us, it's just about speaking out, standing up for who we are and, um, and for our community. Yeah. I also think too, that the allies in country music matter so much, um, like just as important, you know, to have Marin Morris, to have Garth Brooks, um, and these like big wigs really have Trisha Yearwood actually officiate at your wedding. Yes. I mean, (laughs) It was so amazing. Garth sang us down the aisle and, and Trisha oh, was, wow. yeah, it was so wild. And then also, you know, in 2021, um, I had just come out, Hillary and I had just gotten engaged and Trisha called me and was like, Hey, the 30th anniversary of she's in love with the boy is this year. And I've always had people come up to me after shows and say, Hey, I know that this isn't how you sing it, but I sing he's in love with the boy or I sing she's in love with the girl. And she's like, I've always wanted to support that in some way, but just didn't know how, didn't have the appropriate way of doing it. And I would be so honored if you would sing she's in love with the boy turned she's in love with the girl with me on the Grand Ole Opry stage in Pride in in June for Pride Month. Oh, that's amazing. I'm emotional. That's incredible. (laughs) Oh, I know. I mean, it was, it was such an emotional night to not only, you know, have Trisha want to do that and really, you know, step in her words and not just say love is love, but show that love is love. Um, But to do it on the Grand Ole Opry stage with the support of the Grand Ole Opry and all of the audience that goes to the Grand Ole Opry. um, It truly was such a monumental, monumental night for me and just like this full circle moment. I remember singing that song when I was a little kid, you know, and Mm -hmm. to be able to sing it about my life and have Trisha up there, like singing it with me was just the coolest experience. So yeah, there, I mean, if you look at country music as a whole, the greatest of all time, let's talk Garth Brooks, Willie Nelson, Dolly Parton, Trisha Yearwood. These are the people that have always been on the right side of history. They've always been the ones that have stood up for marginalized communities and have been the most inclusive people. And I think that's why they've lived as long as they have as the greatest of all time is because you can see that, that they are the people that want everyone to be invited to the party. Yeah. I could not agree more. Yeah. And that's just, it's so important. And I think it's so important that in the country world, which I think, was perceived for so long as being very conservative. And so to have that kind of acceptance now is, you know, just, I think a wonderful example to the rest of the entire country. Why why do you feel though that we're seeing, you know, like 500 bills this year, like this just tsunami of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation? coming, I'll say it, from the Republican Party. And a lot of it is in it's in, in, in states. Like it's not right now at the federal level, they actually reaffirmed the right to marry. They passed legislation that gay marriage must be accepted across the country. Um, why do you think that's happening? Do you have any sense? 
Yeah. I think that, you know, anytime that we see a lot of progression, there's always this minority group that gets really, really loud and wants to reel things back in and like pull everything back. Um, and so I think that we've just seen so much forward progress. Um, I think, you know, the codifying of, of marriage equality and people feeling more um, able to come out and be themselves fully. I think that, you know, when, when I was growing up, there were no same-sex couples on TV. Mm -hmm. um, I think the first same-sex couple I ever saw on TV was on Grey's Anatomy and they were like always breaking up and it was kind of this like tumultuous relationship. And now you have movies, TV, books. There's so much that has, you know, same-sex couples. And so you're seeing so much more representation and visibility. And all of a sudden people are like, everyone's gay now. And it's like, no, no, it's not that more people are gay. It's just that more people are open. More mm -hmm. people are living their lives truthfully and authentically and not being silenced. And so it's not that more people are gay. It's just that more people are being themselves. And right. so I think that with that comes, you know, people saying, oh, we want traditional yeah. America. What is traditional America? There's no way to say it. Traditional America is, you know, 50% of people that get married get divorced. Is that what we want? You know, like there is no traditional America. The thing about America is that we come from all different places and we are all so like, we have so many different realities, but we all come together as one United States. And so for me, I think that it's so important that we allow people to be themselves. And that's a way that all of our abilities are going to be used for the best of our nation of our country and so um i just think that you know when you see see so much um progression we're going to see a little bit of regression um but at the end of the day i do think that we are going to see a lot more things like what happened with the trans bill in tennessee it got ruled unconstitutional you can't do things that go completely against our constitution over and over and over again so I have a lot of hope, even though there's so many bills, so many anti-LGBTQ bills um, on the docket right now, there, I still have so much hope for our future and, um, and our near future. Well, I also think it's been very, I mean, I, I think it's been really disheartening to see that there's fear to even, in certain states, to even celebrate Pride Month, like in Florida. You know, there was a lot of concern about having the pride parade um, and another, again, other red states. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is scary. There's, like I said, there's this minority pocket that is being really, really loud. Like, yeah. you know, you have the proud boys and like these just outlandish, outlandish, truly terrorist groups that are trying to you know, scare people and just incite fear. And um, I think that what's amazing is that pride hasn't been canceled. You know, you, we keep on living our lives. We keep on celebrating um, our true selves. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And the love that we found within our community and, um, and we're kind of the last group that's going to back down. So, um, yeah, as, as scary as that is, I think that it's also, um, ignited this, um, this kind of fury of love as well. You know, when, when hate rises, love just has to rise louder. And yeah. I think that um, that's what I'm seeing. I've I've performed at um, a few Pride events this this June already, and it's it's um, more celebrated than ever. I think. Good. Um, now, when it comes to your new music, obviously the rest of uh, the Outlaw Love EP uh, has been about your wife as well and just freedom to love. I love whispering. I think that that is such a good one. It's a bop um, and it's just, it, it tells such a great story. Um, what gave you the confidence to not only come out, but also to bring that into your music? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that like, I just was playing this role for so long. I was playing this role that I thought I was supposed to be versus just being myself. And once I finally gave myself permission to be myself, um, I just haven't really been able to shut up about it. (laughs) And so I just felt like you're not whispering. (laughs) I'm not whispering. Yeah. Um, I just felt like it was so important for, you know, my community to hear their stories in country music. Um, you know, TikTok has opened up my world to a whole, you know, so many people from around the world that are just like, oh my gosh, you're telling my story. Like I finally can hear my story in country music. And I think the light bulb went off in my brain last summer when I was singing at pride festivals and I was singing nineties country covers. Like I sang strawberry wine, for example, the entire audience was singing it back with me. And I was like, wow, there's such a need for queer country music. There's Mm -hmm. such a need for, you know, we were going through, um, you know, country songs for our first dance and my wife and I could not find one that felt like our story because it was always a guy thinking about a girl or a girl singing about a guy. And so I decided I was going to write a first dance song for the LGBTQ community, which also could be for any heterosexual couple, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think it's interesting that the queer community has listened to, you know, heterosexual country our whole lives and, and tried to find ourselves within that. And now I think that, you know, there's this new wave of queer country music where heterosexual people can still see themselves in that as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's it's just, it's been so freeing to be able to tell my true story, say the real pronouns, talk about my wife and, um, and, and get to hear back from so many fans that, you know, they finally are able to see themselves and hear themselves in country music. Yeah. 
That's really beautiful. Um, speaking of beautiful, can we hear a little more about your wedding? Is the, the videos that you've got on your Instagram where you're both in white dresses, are those from your real wedding? Yes. So um, interestingly enough, we actually ended up having three weddings accidentally. Yeah. I was going to ask, I saw, I was like, <laughs> how, are these photo shoots? Are they just like, I was actually curious. <laughs> yeah. So I'll explain to you kind of what happened. So we um, wanted to get married in Mexico, but you can't legally get married in Mexico and have it be legal in the States. So right. we we're like, cool, we're just going to do a small ceremony in Nashville um, with our families, like immediate families, brothers, sisters, and parents. And, um, and so we asked Trisha to officiate that wedding. And during that process, she was having a really hard time getting ordained in the state of Tennessee because they're making it really hard for people. Uh -huh. um, and at the same time that, that was happening, the Roe v. Wade got overturned. So we were like, okay, we might need to get legally married in California anyways. So we actually, how it went down was, um, we got legally married in California, just at a courthouse, um, just the two of us. So there's like literally a picture of us in jeans and white tick tops. That's <laughs> our, legal, our legal ceremony in California. That's fun. Yeah. So, uh, and then um, like a few weeks later, we had our small intimate ceremony um, with just our immediate family and Garth and Trisha. And that was like, you know, our families haven't gone to spend a lot of time together. Hillary's from Indiana. I'm from Florida. So it was just such an amazing weekend for our families to really get to bond. And um, our nieces and nephews all got to meet each other. And it was so sweet. And then um, a month, two months after that wedding, we had like our big wedding in Mexico with all of our friends and family. There was like 150 people that came from the States down to Mexico to celebrate with us. And so that's how that ended up happening. It was not supposed to be like that intense, but um, yeah, we accidentally had like two different <laughs> wedding photo shoots because we had two weddings. So it's so interesting you say that though about getting ordained in Tennessee because I'm getting married at the Country Music Hall of Fame uh, next mm -hmm. September, but we are going to do City Hall here in New York because we have a friend marrying us and they have made it very difficult to get ordained. And apparently part of the reason is because of the LGBTQ plus laws. Yes. Um, yes. At a lot of places, that's how they're trying to like thwart the... Yes being able to be married because I mean a cat I guess like a Catholic church won't do it a, rabbis will but like a re reform rabbi yeah. but I've just learned a lot about that yeah there are some affirmative churches that will marry you and like the pastors will marry you but they're few and far between and um I just think that it, it would be such like a, a hard thing to go into churches and have to ask like will you marry us will you marry yeah. us will yeah um, and so I, I totally feel your pain and yeah, Tennessee, I mean, Tennessee was one of the reasons that, you know, couples took the country, um, to, to court basically for marriage equality because gay couples were not able to get married in Tennessee. It was like one of the four states that were being sued, um, that actually ended up with allowing, um, marriage equality with allowing gay marriage. So yeah, Tennessee is one of the hardest uh, states, and um, 
it, they also passed a law recently where a clerk that gives out the marriage certificates can choose to not give you a marriage certificate if it goes against their beliefs. Yes, I saw that. And that yeah. to me should be, again, unconstitutional. And also that should be in contradiction or contravention to the new federal law that exactly. says that gay marriage needs to be recognized in every state. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot that they're trying to get by with, um, a lot that they're trying to slide under the radar. And so um, I think it's really important that we talk about it because truly, you know, I'm realizing before I realized that I was gay, I didn't know all, I didn't know any about any of this, mm -hmm. you know, and still like we are having to like educate our straight friends and like our parents and our siblings and stuff like that just because if you're not fully ingrained in this community and if it doesn't fully affect your rights you're worrying about other things right you know? yes so i think it's really important to talk about these things because i think that people are like you know some people are ask wait is it even legal for gay people to get married in the united states and then some people are like oh hasn't that been legal for forever you know and so if you're yeah. not like right in, if you're not deep into it, they make it kind of difficult to really understand what's going on. Yeah, I do Absolutely. think, I think so much of it is about proximity to the situation. And like, if you know people who are gay, you're like, yeah, like, of course, like gay marriage. But if you like, don't know anybody who's gay, you're kind of, you don't, you don't understand. You're not. And so I think that that is like a big thing right now too. Um, I don't know education you that, but yeah education and real information not mm -hmm. misinformation and also like not the exaggerated versions of things I feel like for me I always try to get to the truth I try to not polarize things and just get down to like the real meat of the situation and the legislation so that it's not we have enough polarization mm -hmm. I'm just I'm always trying to just like tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Well, and it also in terms of these um, uh, Republican legislators, like there's so many other problems that yeah. could, they could be focused on to yeah. make people's lives in Tennessee and, and everywhere better. Like the mass shootings that happen almost every single day and absolutely weekly in our country right now. And that doesn't happen in any other first world country. Nope. Why is this being you know, we, why is this happening in America? We are supposed to be the greatest country in the world. And yet we are worried about our kids going to school because of getting shot. That's terrifying. Like there's so many things that need to be taken care of before we worry who somebody is kissing in their own damn house. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Cannot agree more. Will your EP become a full record? If you that that is my hope yeah i'm in the process of um of writing for that right now so that that is what i hope yes amazing and where can our audience um be able to see you perform yeah so i'm going to be at out loud festival here in nashville tennessee on september 17th actually september 16th and i like to Say that date because it's still three months out and you can buy tickets now so um i i feel like that's the one that i i like to tell people about 
but I'll also be at New York City Pride next week. And oh, great. Yeah. So it's, this month has been insane. It's been so much fun. Um, I played the Today Show last week and got to meet. Oh, we saw. We saw. And so, yeah, it, it's, been a, it's been an amazing month and, um, and getting to release this music. Who knows, who knows where we go next? Well, Brooke, it's been so great to talk with you and, you know, we wish you all the best and we wish you and your, and your wife, Hillary, all the best on your um, family plans. It's like good to know that you're working on all your eggs and <laughs> congratulations again on Outlaw Love and your new EP. And we'll all look forward to, um, to seeing you perform at the, at the Pride event in New York and then the Out Loud Festival. Out Loud Festival, September 16th. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Brooke. We'll have to have you on again soon. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. All. Thank awesome. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.